Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zone Defense. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Zone Defense Podcast, and be sure to ring that bell to get post notifications. Be sure also to drop a comment down below and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. Today, Chris, Roman, and I are diving into our weekly pick for week three of the NFL season. How's it going, guys? I'm good, Drew. It was another eventful week for week two. Obviously, though, we all know it came with a lot of injuries that we have to talk about. Um, plenty more than normal, and it kind of hurts a lot of those teams out there who kind of went off to a rough start. Now they're even in a worse position. So uh, a lot to dive in here before we even get into our pick How's it going, Chris? Yeah, uh, it's going well, except for the fact that every single player in the NFL is injured right now, including my guy, Saquon Barkley, which is very unfortunate. Uh, but let's go ahead and just dive into the uh, the overall injuries. Uh, we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers because they have a laundry list of of absolute, uh, well above average players that got injured, at least. Uh, so Raheem Mostert, running back, start off with him. You know, he, uh, the knee injury, uh, a mild sprain MCL. He'll be out for a little bit. Uh, and then Nick Bosa, this is one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest injuries of the week. He uh, tore his ACL, he'll be out for the season. Solomon Thomas, same same situation for him. He'll also have surgery for a torn ACL. Jimmy G, not, not as severe, just a sprained ankle. And then uh, Tevin Coleman's going to be out for a while as well. Uh, which one of these do you think is going to really impact them the most overall? I think it'd probably be uh, Nick Bosa or Solomon Thomas most likely just because they are, in my opinion, I know Nick, Nick Bosa might be their best player and Solomon Thomas is definitely one of their best players. Um, and it really just makes their, their once you know, vaunted defense, one of the, one of the best defenses ever last season, it makes them look pretty pedestrian now. And they already have an offense that isn't that great and really wasn't that great last year. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Um, and now that they don't have a great defense because uh, Richard Sherman's already down. We talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, D Ford's not going to play this week as well. Um, their defense does not look good. Um, no. And fortunately, I mean, if you don't want injuries to happen at any point of the season, but if there's one week for them to kind of figure things out, it was last week against the Jets and then this week against the Giants. So they kind of lucked out in a weird way in that way. Um, but at the same time, I think it's definitely Bosa and Thomas, not only because of how good they are, but also because they're the only ones that are Coleman might be out for very long time, but most are Jimmy G should be back relatively soon. But Bosa and Thomas, by far, to their best, to the probably the two best players on this list, and they're the two that they lost for the whole season. But I don't know. What do you think, Roman? Yeah, I completely agree, and I think you kind of said they were lucky to play the Jets last week and Giants this week, but they're also unlucky in terms that they have to return to the same field yeah. that they got those those injuries yeah. uh, at. So, um, hopefully, they inspect it and kind of get to the bottom of it. And uh, I do think it'll be an, an easy win, though. Well as easy as it comes, I guess. But um, you look at the other injuries, Coleman, Mostert, I don't think that will affect the team as much because that backfield was always next man up um, yeah. pretty much the last season and a half. So I think McKinnon can step into that role and, and produce like Mostert did last week before he got hurt. And uh, Jimmy G, I don't know if he'll play this week or not, but um, Nick Mullins, he's shown he can play a little bit. So yeah. I'm not too concerned with him. I think it's the main the main concern is the defense right now. Yeah, uh, Nick Mullins is definitely a competent backup, and I would say honestly, he's not that much worse than Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, I don't say he's an absolute trash can, but I honestly don't think Nick Mullins really makes the offense that much worse. I mean, hopefully they can get Debo Samuel back soon and give him a little bit of reinforcements, as well as Richard Sherman. I mean, th those two should be back by I mean, week five, week six, some, somewhere around that at the very least. But they also did sign Ziggy Yance, a former Lions superstar defensive. Okay, he's <laughs> absolutely. He's just a savior. I mean, he was so good when he was here. Now nah, he'll be he'll be on the IL in a or IL what uh, the injured reserves in a, in a couple weeks as well because that guy cannot stay healthy either. So I mean, 
We'll, we'll see, but I, I mean, at least for now, it's it's an average pass rusher. At least gives them a little bit of help. So not a terrible signing there for them. But uh, oh, I want to wait real, real quick before we jump to the next one. I want to ask you guys: um, Do you think the Niners are going to make the playoffs now that they are pretty much lost their entire team? Because George Kittle should be back this week, but he was he's also already banged up. I'm going to say no. I think they're. Uh, I, I I believe the defense is a lot worse than they were, and I don't think Jimmy G is good enough to carry the offense, especially with all the banked up weapons. But we'll see. I mean. Right now, they do kind of have some some easier games on the slate, but this division is such a, a bloodbath, and all three of the other teams in the division are really good, and I believe all three are also three or 2-0. and Actually, yeah. every team in the division is 2-0 right now. No, no, no. The Niners, Niners lost to Arizona. Yeah, I think they're they're in some trouble. They could honestly get – it's weird to say but they could honestly be in the running for a top 10 pick this year. I will see, but, I mean, that's always a possibility. You never know. It's crazy to me. I think I think I think these next couple weeks are going to be easy. They play obviously New York this week, Philly next week, and Miami after that. But then after it gets really brutal with going uh, versus the Rams at, at Patriots, at Seahawks, Packers, Saints, and Rams again. That's going to be brutal, and even Bills yeah. after that. So they they need to uh, figure it out, and hopefully they can get through these next couple weeks unscathed. But even if they take a unnecessary L in the next couple of weeks, it could it could throw their whole season off course. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be in contention for a playoff spot for sure. Um, but I think the big concern is, like you said, Chris, that division's just crazy. Like if they were in like maybe the mm-hmm. NFC North or like the NFC East, I think they'd probably maybe find their way into the playoffs. But just because they have to play those three teams, and they only they've they still got to play Rams, Seahawks two twice, and then the Cardinals one more time too. So that's that's tough. So I, I'm I'm kind of with you guys. I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, which is kind of disappointing because they almost won the Super Bowl just a few months ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's it's crazy to me that they're. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think they're gonna have an an upper half of the draft pick this year, and they just yeah. won the Super Bowl, which is it's honestly kind of crazy to me. But I mean, I mean, if they do get one, they're gonna get a solid player, and then they're gonna be right back to it again next year. I think it's gonna be still a really good roster for next year at least. But I, I do think any Super Bowl chances they had this year are completely out the window now. I mean, there's yeah, nothing. They can take uh, they can take two fields. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Uh, very interesting. Uh, Lions draft him. Um, all right, let's yeah. move on to the, uh, the running back injuries. I mean, obviously you look at uh, – basically this is more – I mean, because these teams are so bad, this is more imp- more indication for, like, fantasy football. But, I mean, basically the top two picks in the draft, Saquon Barkley and CMC. I mean, Barkley's out for the season with the torn ACL. It was, you knew right away when you saw the injury he was, he was out for the season. Uh, they did sign Devontae Freeman. I mean, uh, he's kind of washed, but maybe, maybe – <laughs> left uh it's going to be a committee in the backfield so we'll see who can really emerge as the the top running back there but i mean at least he's some reinforcements for what was already an awful running game with that terrible offensive line but uh also cmc he's on the shelf for probably four to six weeks with the high ankle sprain as well uh didn't really look like a whole lot when he actually got injured but uh you, you can't with a sprained ankle it's kind of hard to tell until actual like you know i mean i'm not a doctor but i know that it's kind of you can still do a <laughs> while well, you're kind of because uh, I know he he ran one in after he kind of came up came up a little gimpy he ran in a touchdown after that and then kind of came out of the game so I, you can still kind of do stuff until until you like it's better when you're moving around until you start to stiffen up on the sideline I guess so but also Cam Akers with the a rib cartilage separation with that so that's it sounds very painful as well he's probably more in the week to week right now I don't think he's going to play this week personally and then also. 
Zach Moss came up with an injury, a toe injury for him. I, I'm not sure what it is exactly, but he didn't practice Wednesday. So uh, another injury to look out for. Um, out of the two major injuries, which one do you think is the most impactful for the for the team at least? I think um, um, they're kind of both in the same spot um, because, like you said, they're both on bad teams. I would say probably Barkley just because he's done for the year. Um, but it's more so a concern to make sure they get healthy for, like, next season when these teams want to take a next step. But for this season, it's not not too big a deal. And then with Cam Akers, uh, I mean, they have Malcolm Brown. They have Daryl Henderson. Um, so they're going to be fine. And Cam Akers, I mean, I know he was projected to be really good, but um, – they, if one backfield could lose them, I think I think they're going to be okay. Um, so I kind of feel the same about really all these injuries. Like you said, though, it's a lot more it's a lot more fancy implications here because the the actual teams these guys play for weren't going to be in playoff contention anyway. But um, I do want to say real quick though, Chris, I would love to just hear you talk about medical stuff all the time. I mean, that was greatly enjoyable. <laughs> Stefania, Stefania Bell on ESPN is going to be worried for her job because you just talked about high ankle sprains, like you like a professional. Uh, but Ron, what do you think? What do you what do you think about these running backs? I, I honestly agree with you. Uh, Barkley, obviously, on the Giants, who in, in a terrible division, I don't think uh, is necessarily out of the race, but they did start off kind of iffy, so um, it would have taken a lot for them to come back. But that, that division is obviously worse than the NFC South, so I think it would have taken a lot more for Carolina to uh, make a run than uh, New York. But obviously, it hurts both of these teams tremendously, and um, we can see a lot of different game scripts in the next couple of weeks. Um, Barkley kind of plugged up their hole with Freeman, and they also have Deion Lewis, and... Uh, 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 Wayne Gallman as well, so they're going to probably go a committee, a committee backfield, and uh, mm -hmm. but Freeman can be Freeman can be viable in some weeks, I, I believe, as a flex. But he get, he was a big waiver claim this week. Yeah, he uh, he sure was. I mean, maybe could end up being a waste of money, but I mean, they did pay him a little bit of money with some incentives. I mean, some he's not going to reach like All Pro. Yeah, he's not going to win. The, he, maybe maybe five years ago he would have he would have reached that, but now with uh, now that he's approaching his. His, uh, I mean, I believe he's 28 right now. Uh, I don't know how much he's got left. And honestly, he's probably going to be on the shelf fairly soon as well. It's the guy that uh, has proven he can't really stay healthy through a full NFL season. But uh, we'll see. I mean, coming off of uh, the uh, truncated offseason and him not being on a team, I'm not really that optimistic on his chances. But uh, let's go into the wide receiver injuries because these are very significant as well. I mean, Devontae Adams, his isn't as significant. Uh, hamstring strain, uh, he – is questionable for this week. I lean towards him probably playing, but being a little bit limited, but we'll see on that. That one, that one's interesting because he's, this is another one for fantasy. That's, that kind of sucks because he's, uh he's playing on the, in the Sunday night game. So you kind of, if he's, if he's questionable going into Sunday, you got to take him out of your lineup. So, uh and they're also playing the saints this week. I, I, not a spoiler, but I mean, I believe if even without him, they have a chance to win this game. So, uh, We'll uh, we'll jump into some other names here, though. The other two big names, I mean, Cortland Sutton out for the season with a torn ACL. This is weird because it didn't really seem like a big deal at the time, and then it kind of progressively it, through the news got worse as the as the week went on. So uh, sucks for him, but uh, he's still a really good receiver. I think he comes back next year strong. Um, I don't think the Broncos are that great. They've already had the Von Miller injury. I wasn't super high on them this year either. So uh, this is more for next year. Hopefully, he can come back healthy and back at full strength. But uh, Julio Jones as well. His hamstring injury sounds a little bit more significant than Devontae Adams. I mean, at first, he kind of tweaked it, I believe, last week and played through it, but he stunk last week as well. I think he was like 2 for 24, so pretty awful. But uh, it sounds like a bigger deal now, and I, I believe he probably missed this week. And then 
some of the maybe, maybe more wide receiver two guys would be Rashad Perryman. He he sounds like he's going to miss a couple weeks. Paris Campbell, which he might be, he's probably done for the year as well with um, uh, a leg injury. And then Sterling Shepard with turf toe. I mean, who knows when he comes back? That's a, that's an injury that usually takes receivers out for a while. He's already been on the IR for the for the designated three weeks at least. But uh, which out of these is the the one that interests you the most, Drew? Uh, so kind of going back to the running backs, uh, it's very similar to that. Like Shepard is, is, he's, they're not really going to be, the Giants aren't competitive, so it doesn't really matter. Perriman, the Jets are even less competitive, so it doesn't really matter. Adam is going to be back pretty soon. Even the Julio injury, even if he misses an extended period of time, I mean, they still have Calvin Ridley. They still have, uh, my guy, Russell Gage. They're going to be okay. I think, uh, even if they're without him for a few, few weeks, um, for me, though, and even Paris Campbell, I think uh, he was—he looked like he had a good chemistry with Philip Rivers, um, but he also they still have T.Y. Hilton, they still have other options. So for me, the really big one is Cortland Sutton. Um, like you said, Chris, they already the Broncos already lost uh, Von Miller, uh, Drew Locke, which we'll talk about in the next uh, bullet point. Um, he's also going to be out for an extended period of time. His his seems his uh, his prognosis is improved a little bit throughout the week. It seems like he's more going to be in that two to three week range, and like the four to six week range is kind of good, at least based on what I read. Um, but th- like like you said, I this is a team that I that I thought was going to make the playoffs. I actually had them at ten and six before the Von Miller injury, and then when the Miller injury happened, I kind of lowered them down a little bit. And now this losing their top receiver um, that was really devastating. And I uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, um, which is really disappointing because this is a team that I think people were the most hyped on going into this season, myself included. Um, so it's really disappointing. And I thought Drew Locke showed flashes of um, improvement and looked like he was going to be maybe the guy. And now we're not really going to see him, even when he, if he does come back, we're not going to see him in this offense we thought was going to be really, really good with all these weapons because Sutton is already already injured. But they're still going to be a good team, I think. They're, they got Noah, Noah Fant, uh, Jerry Judy. Melvin Gordon, um, they're gonna be, oh, Philip Lindsay too. He's already mm-hmm. out too. So Denver, that's right. everyone's talking about San Francisco, how they have a ton of injuries, but Denver, I mean, they're, they're right up there as well. But uh, Roman, what do you think? Yeah, I was also kind of high on Denver going into the season. I predicted them to make the playoffs as well. Um, even the Von Miller injury didn't really change my out- outlook too much on this team, but now I'm kind of, kind of off at this point. Um, a lot of key injuries, but um the, the, the rule have, there will be holes to fill. Obviously, Judy will have to step up, as well as KJ Hamler, who played last week for the first time, and uh, Fant, obviously. Um, I assume they're going to roll with Jeff, Jeff Driscoll as their quarterback, who we kind of know as Lions fans. He kind of stepped in a few games last year. Um, wasn't t- terrible by any means, but he won't win you any games, that's for sure, especially yeah, with the with, especially with your wide receiver one out, he probably won't make much happen. Although we could probably see Blake Boyle's spoiler by the end of the season. Um, well, maybe I that, mean, Drew yeah. Locke's not out for that long. Like, he's going to come back in probably closer to t- two. I, I'd say he's going to be more on the – of his shoulder injury, it sounded like he's going to be more on the the near of the two side than the, the two to six weeks very generous. I think it's not going to take him that long, maybe three weeks to recover. But, I mean, Bortles – He's trash. So I mean, he. I mean, Driscoll compared to him looks like a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think Bortles is horrible. So I mean, Driscoll looked okay last week. He he can throw though. He's he's kind of risky with. But he he has a decent arm and he he likes he does pepper his weapons a lot. I mean, last week you saw. I mean, one lock went out. I mean, the offense looked fairly similar to what it would look like if Lock was in there. I don't think he's as good as Lock, but I mean, they're, they're not super far apart for me. And I mean. Like I said, I think Drew Locke's only gonna be out for a couple weeks, but uh, when he comes back, I mean, I mean, who knows? Philip Lindsay's gonna be back, but obviously we know Cortland's not gonna be back, so uh, I think it's gonna be a struggle for this struggle for this. Team. I mean, AJ Boyd, which we didn't even—I think we mentioned him last week. He's he's also out, and I think he's gonna be out for a while too. So that's 
another tough injury. But uh, let's get into a couple of the defensive injuries that weren't on the Niners. So we got Malik Hooker, uh, torn Achilles. He's he's out for the season. That's that's a tough injury. Anthony Barr also out for the season as well. And that and that's for a Vikings defense that already couldn't stop anybody and lost what I would say is probably their second best player on their defense. So I mean. Start your guys against them in fantasy. That's probably the best. I don't think the Vikings are going to do much this year in general as a football team, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. This is also more fantasy relevant than that because I think it just further makes that defense just more of a trash can. And then Byron Jones, uh, he's got the, uh, I believe, uh, he had a uh, groin injury and then maybe an Achilles injury popped up as well. I don't, he didn't tear his Achilles, but this is a, this is an injury that is probably going to keep him out for a few weeks, and he's, he's going to miss the game on Thursday, which is today. And, uh, if if DJ Chark plays, you start him against them there as well, and this that's more fantasy relevant as well. If you just needed, if you're if you have a receiver, maybe maybe a guy that you would start in your flex that Byron Jones would normally be on, maybe you'd be more prone to start him against uh, this uh, defense without him. But uh, which of these injuries as well? I'm going to basically ask the same question: Which one of these uh, is the most impactful, Drew? Definitely Anthony Barr for me, um, because I had Minnesota winning the NFC North this year um, in Green Bay. Has really shut me up. Aaron Rodgers shut up all the haters. I was actually high on Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was going to be really good this year. I was buying the the vengeance tour or whatever they're calling it. But uh, I still had Minnesota winning. I was really high on this team. But um, like you said, Chris, they have no defense, quite frankly. And uh, Anthony Barr was probably one of their best defensive players because Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, he's been okay, but I don't know. I mean, he had a few, he had a few nice tackles last week um, against Indianapolis, but I, I don't really know if he warranted. Maybe Jacksonville knew what they were doing there. I don't know. Maybe maybe they knew something there that to not pay him all that money. Um, but that Minnesota defense just looks awful, and they're going to look even worse now without Anthony Barr. And this is a team that I think uh, I don't think they're going to be make. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, quite frankly, because that offense also doesn't look great. Kirk Cousins doesn't look good. Um, I think it might be a long, long year for Minnesota, and this definitely doesn't help matters. But uh, but Roman, what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. But I'm going to talk about Byron Jones for a little bit. Obviously, they paid him a lot of money to come. Um, to Miami and play there, and he's kind of not paying off so far, and they're 0-2. Um, spoiler alert, they might probably lose again tonight, but um, if he's out for any more weeks, it's going to potentially throw off their season, uh, especially in a year that you want to have two out on the field. We'll see how uh, Fitzpatrick does in the next couple of weeks, but um, while there's still a lot to look forward to and to potentially getting on the field this year, um, the defensive injuries and just the struggles so far by this team, it's not looking uh, too great. No, and yeah, they were clearly in a rebuild anyway, so I'm not really concerned yeah. about it. Like I said, I mean, Byron Jones can miss some time, whatever. I mean, they're they're going to get a top pick this year anyway. They're going to draft maybe Jamar Chase, maybe somebody on the defensive side. Uh, they built the offensive lineup last year, so I, I'm very excited to see who – I know this is way in the future, but I'm very excited to see who they draft this year because it, it could be a lot of different things. I would expect them to go, to, to go receiver this year in the first round just because they're trying to build around two. And I expect two to play a little bit this year at some point too. So that is definitely something to look forward to. But uh, another rookie quarterback that's getting some, uh, got some run way before anyone thought uh, Justin Herbert uh, almost took down Patrick Mahomes and honestly, frankly outplayed him for most of that game. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe in the fourth quarter, Mahomes kind of turned it on the fourth quarter, but uh, Herbert looked pretty good. And I, I wasn't very high on him coming in. To the to the old uh, NFL and just in general, I don't think he was going to be that good, but he looked awesome. He looked apart, honestly. He looked really, really, really good. But uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, I you guys, I'm sure you guys heard about the news where he uh, the, the doctor giving him a uh, a shot for the pain in his ribs, 
punctured his lung. So, I mean, th this isn't even really that big of a... The only thing that's really controversial between the two is that Anthony Lid came out and said that if Tyrod's healthy, he's the guy, and he gives them a better chance to win. When Herbert almost beat the Chiefs, and the only reason Tyrod and the Chargers beat the Bengals is because uh, Randy Bullock, uh, he fake calf strained his calf. And strained, he strained both his calves on a, a missed thirty-two yard field goal or whatever it was. Uh, Tyrod looked horrible. I mean, he I know he had the rim injury before week one. Apparently, that's what's alleged, but he does not give them a better chance to win. So, I mean, I think Herbert plays this week, and then Tyrod, barring a Herbert injury, does not get on the field again this year, and that that's what it should be. Tyrod's a backup quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I want to jump in here real quick. Um, you saying that you weren't that high on Justin Herbert is putting it very, very modestly because I remember yeah. back in March when we were preparing for the draft and you were not at all high on Justin Herbert, um, to say the least. So, yes. um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I was a little higher on him than, than I think you than, than you were, but um, I, I was still kind of low relatively. I think everybody kind of was. Everybody was like, is this guy really a top 10 pick? Uh, but he really, I mean, he looked really good. It'll be interesting to see once defenses have some tape on him, if he's still going to be this good. Cause I mean, he was, there was a, I mean, he missed that handoff down the stretch. Like he just point turned like, I don't know if you guys saw, but he just turned in the wrong direction. Yeah, the running back was on the, on the left. And that was, that was, I mean, that kind of cost him the, the game in a weird way um, because that could have been a touchdown because he just looked way discombobulated. And he actually had a guy open in the, in the far right end of the end zone and they had to settle for a field goal there. But also some of the coaching decisions were a little questionable there. I, I, Anthony Lynn seems like a very great guy, but I just don't think if he's the best coach. Um, and I also don't really agree with if Taylor's your guy, awesome. But why are you coming out and saying, you know, Herbert's a backup for a reason? Her, like, if I was Justin Herbert, I'd be like, dude, what? You're you're my coach too. Or you're supposed to be backing me up as well. You can't just. Um, I mean, I get supporting Tyler or Taylor. I mean, um, but you also can't just be like destroying your rookie quarterback as well, who almost beat the Super Bowl champs and outperformed the MVP. So. Um, Hopefully Herbert plays well. Um, spoiler alert: I think he is going to play well this week uh, against the Panthers. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, ho hopefully he continues to to impress and improve. I think this could be another Daniel Jones type of guy who everybody was like, "This guy's going to suck," and then actually he's not that bad. But uh, Roman, what do you think? Yeah, my only knock on Herbert going into the season was accuracy. Kind of like didn't air it out as much, didn't have that touch, and you kind of saw that a little bit on Sunday. But like we kind of said many times, he he mostly outplayed Mahomes the whole game and. So that was really impressive to see scoring a touchdown on their first drive, um, having some nice throws, um, some tight windows. Uh, he can also run a little bit as well, which he did. And obviously, the Anthony Lynn didn't put him in the best position to win, not going for it in the in the in overtime on fourth down. And uh, he, if he kept him in, they probably would have probably would have uh, gotten that fourth down. And even he did make some mistakes. He had a couple picks as well. Instead of rolling out to his left and going for like an easy four yards for a first down, he tried to make a play happen and it kind of ended up burning yep. him. So I think he'll they'll work it out. They're playing a worse defense this week. And uh, like you said, Drew, I think uh, I expect him to start and I think he'll be good again. He also realized he was going to start like a few minutes before kickoff. Right. Even the I listened to some audio from like the play by play guys and they were like shocked that Herbert was out there because even they thought that Taylor was going to play. Um, You're going to so, talk to us all. Yeah. Hope, I mean, hopefully he. Uh, I think uh, now that he's prepared, I think he might even play even better. And he had like what over 300 yards passing last week. I mean, that's that's really any of that really impressive rushing touchdown. Um, I think Herbert. I think Herbert's going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I think if he is as good as he at least he was against the Chiefs, I think the Chargers might be a playoff team. As I said, Denver with Denver's injuries, I think there's kind of a spot open there, um, and I think the Chargers might kind of squeeze into that that spot. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Um, 
with Herbert, I'm worried that Anthony Lynn just doesn't trust him at all. And then when Taylor's back, he's just he's going to be the starter. And it's just Anthony Lynn is yeah, like like Drew said, he seems like a really great guy. I think he's a bottom five coach in the league. I mean, I don't know how this roster continues to underperform with him. I just think they've had yeah. a coaching stretch in uh, in LA slash San Diego. So I mean, I just I, I think Anthony Lynn is is not a head coach. Like he's a very him and Tyrod Taylor. Same with Tyrod Taylor not being a starting quarterback. He's a great leader, great guy. See, I want yes. him to succeed, but he's not a very good quarterback. He really just flat out isn't. Herbert, look, and I, like like I said, I'm not I'm not fully out on my take on Herbert. Like, I, I I'm still worried about his like like you said his accuracy is is very questionable. And I mean I'm sure he's going to improve, but I'm still worried about his long term uh, outlook. Like I'm not just going to go and say I was completely wrong because of one game uh, that yeah. really has NFL film on him yet, but uh. You you gotta I feel like you gotta trust your guy and he's clearly better than Tyrod Taylor so I think he should be the starter here on out but he probably will not be. I agree and I, I think I mean I just think Herbert he just gives you more excitement and there's more there's just a higher he's gonna make mistakes no doubt about it he saw he made a mistake against Kansas City that that kind of cost him the game but then for for Lynn to say oh well we lost we didn't win the game so we won with Taylor okay you won because of a controversial offensive pass interference call and then a missed field goal so yes. it wasn't like and then and the Bengals are not as good as the Chiefs I think we're all in agreement with that as well so um mm -hmm. I don't know I, I just think Herbert's more exciting I think he gives you he gives you a better chance because we know what Taylor is he's going to be like an if you want to be eight and eight seven and nine start Taylor but if you want to have the upside of maybe a nine and seven team and make the playoffs then start Herbert that's just my opinion because they have a good defense and they have a uh they have a good skill position group they just have that big question mark at quarterback and I think Herbert could be maybe the answer there I agree yeah I say we get into the uh let's start to pick them now I'm excited there's a lot of good matchups this week so I say we get into it now I agree. So uh, Thursday night matchup. This is might be the Thursday night football matchup of Thursday night football matchups because uh, it's the Miami Dolphins and Jacksonville Jaguars, two relatively irrelevant franchises. Sorry to our Jags and Dolphins fans out there, but uh, let's just be honest. Um, however, Miami, uh, they, they kind of hung in there against New England in in, uh, in week one, um, and then they really hung in there against Buffalo in week two, but uh, came up short their own two. Jacksonville, of course, had the upset win against Indianapolis week one, and then almost beat the Tennessee Titans um, in week two, so they're one and one here but let's start with you roman uh what do you think dolphins or jags i, I do think this is going to be a good game and so far i think the jacksonville jaguars have uh overstepped our expectations so far i, I think we can all agree and it's very yes. been really a fun team to watch this season and i think they continue that um tonight i don't want to spoil anything for later but chris has a a, a fantasy pick em from this game and so do i and i think uh jacksonville is going to win and this so game. do i i yep, think we so might pick the same player I uh, I did not put the player you're referring to on my starts of the week. I'm also going to go Jacksonville in this one. Uh, but I think it's going to be – I actually am weirdly really excited for this game because I want to watch the battle of the beards or a battle of facial hairs. Mm -hmm. Ryan Patrick and Gardner Minshew. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I actually believe this is going to be a low-key shootout too. I think this is going to be a boring game. It's, I think both these defenses suck. I mean, Byron Jones is out. I think – Gardner's going to air the ball. I also think, I mean, Fitz, Fitzmagic, no matter if he was playing the uh, uh, all, in all-pro defense, he would still air the ball out and roll the ball down the field to his weapons. I think 
if you got some fantasy players in this matchup that aren't absolute scrubs, you got to put them in the lineup and just get a little stock in this game. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be some fantasy relevant players in this game as well. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Jacksonville, um, their defense actually has looked better than I thought, and Miami's defense actually looked worse than I thought. I thought Miami's defense was going to be a little bit better, but without Jones, I'm 100% with you there, Chris. I think this is going to be like a 40. It's gonna, it's not going to be the best football in the world because these are two most likely non-playoff teams, below 500 teams, um, but it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, even if these two are teams are not the biggest franchises in the world, uh, to say right. the least. But let's jump into the next game. So the Bears come in at 2-0, which might be the – the weirdest two and O team, the team that the one team that's undefeated currently that could be easily owing to, of course it took the Deandre Swift drop and the Matt Patricia led collapse by the lions in week one. Uh, and then they, uh, they looked good in the first half. And then Trubisky just forgot the quarterback again in the second half against the giants. But because Barkley was hurt, the giants were scrambling and they narrowly beat uh, the New York giants in week two. So some other two and O they play a Falcons team that somehow Owen two, because they put up like a ridiculous amount of points in both their, <laughs> first week matchups uh but then of course they collapsed against dallas they have a really bad defense um so it's kind of it's, it's kind of contrasting styles of play the bears have a good defense not a good offense the falcons have a really good offense not a good defense so chris which one prevails the defense or the offense uh this is this is a i just have absolutely no idea to pick in this game man this is really tough you know what i'm gonna go with atlanta this this week i think they finally get their first win of the year i think they've their offense has played good enough to get it done with Julio out, it's tough, but I I just do not believe in Mitch Trubisky. I think he's had he's been too like lucky, I guess, and the team has been too lucky. I think they are two and one after this week, and I think Atlanta gets their first win on the board. Yeah, I, I agree. I this is an easier game than you made it out to be. This is all Atlanta for me. And I, I kinda want to go back to last week. I was the only one who picked Atlanta to win over the Cowboys. <laughs> and that, that that almost paid off. I just that's yeah, Romo was talking that crap in our group chat, and then he wasn't talking too much when Greg Zerline kicked the game-winning field goal, baby. Go Cowboys, I go. Mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, 20-point lead. How do you – oh, my – that's just insane. But uh, we kind of didn't mention the records, but if uh, I, if Atlanta won that game, it probably would have propelled me into first place. Obviously, Chris is leading 24-8, and eight, Drew's in second, I'm in third. Um, but like I kind of said, I'm going to go with Atlanta, and I do think they're going to get it done this week. Um against a Bears team who I don't think would be able to keep up in a shootout, which it could potentially be. Yeah, that 20-point 20, uh, 20 deficit kind of reminded me of that one team in the Super Bowl that blew a 28-3 to deficit to the Patriots. Oh, yeah, oh, and that was the Falcons, too. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> Tough to be Matt Ryan. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Falcons, and I'm 100% there with you, Roman. I think this is going to be a blowout win by the Falcons. No way. I don't I don't think the Bears' defense – I think they're good, but I don't think they're as good as they were a couple years ago. And no way a Mitch Trubisky-led offense can keep pace with a team that can easily score 40 points. Uh, I think the Cowboys' defense is kind of comparable to the Bears. Bears probably a little bit better, um, but I think this could be like a 42-21 type of game. I think that Falcons Jeez. are going to absolutely steamroll the Bears. I'm calling it right now. All right, we'll jump into the next game. Another two – Undefeated teams between the Rams and the Bills of uh, the Rams. I would say a little more impressive in their first two wins. Uh, they took care of a Cowboys team that kind of self-imploded on opening weekend. And then they took care of the um, Eagles, absolutely destroyed them by like 18, 19 points. Um, really was no contest there. And then the Bills are 2-0, and but kind of like the Bears, really haven't played any real teams yet. They took care of the Jets, and then they took care of the Dolphins in their first two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see if Josh Allen can keep up his MVP pace against 
no offense, a real team in the Rams. So, Roman, who you got, Rams or Bills? I, I like this matchup a lot. I think it'll be really exciting. A big defensive matchups here. Um, I was the highest on the Rams going into the season. I said they could potentially make, uh, win the division, maybe make the playoffs. And so far, they've had a really good start, and they need to keep that up this week. Um, I do think that a lot of the Rams' weapons, maybe like Woods, could get shut down again like he did last week with obviously Tredavious White on him. But ultimately, I do have the Rams winning this game and what potentially will be a really close game, maybe like a field goal difference. Um, I'm really, I, I do like the Bills and Josh Allen. I think he's on an MVP caliber season so far. And I do think he keeps it up, but I just think the Rams are have a slight edge in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, – in a game that I also really like, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. But I think that I, – I agree that I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, both these teams – I mean, like you said, Buffalo hasn't really played anyone yet. And their defense has not looked as good as I thought it would be this year. But I think they get right this week. I think Jared Goff makes some mistakes. I think he's going to be asked to do a little bit more this week uh, in, a, in, a, in a tough matchup. And it's in Buffalo, which is a tough – I know – not the full fan support, but it's still a tough place to play for sure. And the Rams are the one team that travels to the from the West Coast, travels to the East Coast really well and wins a lot of games. But I, I think this is one that they lose. I, I don't know why. I just I'm my guts tell me Buffalo, so I'm going with them. Well, my guts tell me the Rams. Um, I counted out the Rams in Week One against the Cowboys, and I lost. And then I, I bleeded them against Philadelphia last week, and it paid off. So I'm going with them again in Week Three. Um, I think they just look really, really good. Um, and I think the Bills. You mentioned there you're concerned about Jared Goff making mistakes. Um, I think the Rams' defense is better than Buffalo's, um, and I think Josh Allen's going to not have a good game. I think he's going to have some turnovers i think he could maybe still put up stats obviously because he's a really good player but i think he's gonna have some turnovers um if he doesn't though um if he does play really well though i think you really have to start making the case for him as an mvp but ultimately i think the rams they look really really good and i think they're gonna beat the bills this week we'll jump into our next matchup here we got the washington football team versus the cleveland browns uh the football team of course came over came a 17 point deficit in week one to beat the eagles and then they got kind of shellac last week against the cardinals to be one and one and then the browns Pretty much in reverse. They got destroyed by the Ravens in week one and then beat a uh, Joe Burrow, held off a Joe Burrow-led comeback effort um, on Thursday Night Football against the Bengals last week to be also one and one. So uh, I think, Chris, let's throw it to you here. You got the football team or do you have the Browns? See, this is it. I think this is, uh, is going to be an ugly matchup uh, personally. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, ground and pound football, but I think Cleveland gets it done with their running game and their offensive line. I know the uh, the Washington football team's pass rush is excellent. I think Baker struggles in this one, but I also think Haskins struggles against what I think is a pretty decent defense in Cleveland, who I am starting them against Washington in fantasy this week. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns in what I expect to be first to twenty probably in this game. Yeah, you could start either defense in this game versus each other. And uh, I I really wanted to pick Washington this game because uh, Cleveland barely beat the Bengals and Washington has a way better defense than Cincinnati does. So I think that could give Baker Mayfield some headaches. But I just can't pick Washington because of their offense. And, and I'm not really sold on that yet. I knew that was my kind of turning point last week when uh, in their game. That's why I didn't pick them to win. And I do think it'll be a lot closer, like you said, Chris. Um, Washington will get a win versus a team that we probably wouldn't expect them to win against. But I don't think that comes this week. I'll, I'll take Cleveland as well. Yeah, I mean, we got to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Jack, who kind of talked some crap in the comment section last week because we didn't respect Washington enough. But um, 
I want to say right now, though, I mean, he, he called us out. First of all, thanks for watching. And then also, uh, he called us out, though. And I really wanted to pick Washington this week because I think they do have a really, really good defense. Um, Me too. But just that offense, man, that offense. I, I'm, I'm not crazy about the offense. Um, I think Cleveland's defense is a little bit better than Arizona's as well. I know Arizona's kind of over overperformed so far. Um, but uh, I think they're going to be able to contain Washington's offense even more so than Arizona did last year. I think the Browns, I think they found something in Cincinnati a little bit. They put up 35 points. Their offense looked really good. I think they're going to be able to just score because Washington's secondary, as good as their their defensive line is, their secondary isn't that great. So no, um, jump to the next game. Uh, I think, yeah, Roman, you're up, which is fitting because you're the biggest Lions fan. Among us, uh, we got the 0-2 Lions. Uh, they followed a collapse of the Bears in week one with an absolute destruction by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Aaron Jones as well in week two. And the Cardinals are on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're 2-0, and um, an upset victory over the Niners in week one, a healthy Niners team for the most part. Um, and then also, um, as we just mentioned, took care of the Washington football team in week two. So, Roman, are you still drinking the Lions Kool-Aid or are you thinking that the Cardinals are going to win this game? No, I, I I do think Arizona will win. I just want to say that Detroit is probably going to get Galladay back this week. Um, I'm not sure about Trufant as well. And they also brought in Jabal Sheard for a visit, a defensive end. So you might, if they sign today, that will help on the uh, on the pass rush that desperately needs help. But um, if Drake can produce uh, any close to what Aaron Jones did, um, they're going to have a great week. And especially with uh, Hopkins on the field, if Okuda had a tough task against uh, Devontae Adams, you certainly have his uh, trouble with uh, Hopkins. I do think Arizona wins. And what could possibly be a closer game than last week's for Detroit, it just depends on if they had Galladay because uh, that's their only way they can compete. Yeah, while you were talking about that, I decided I wanted to just yeah, I, I noticed that, yeah. Arizona already in there because I think they win this game by 28 points or more. I think they just have to pull them out in what is – Detroit is the laughing stock of the NFL. Arizona with an absolutely awesome offense and Detroit with no defense – uh, Kenny G isn't going to help them out enough in this game to where they, they even remotely keep this game close. I think Arizona goes up early. They score early. They score often, and they just – ah, Matt Patricia should be fired. That's that's, that's if, if, this game. If you if you think Anthony Lynn's a bad coach, just, just listen to Chris go on about Matt Patricia. He can go on forever. <laughs> well, well, I would love to do that and do a full podcast of Matt Patricia and Adam Gase and Anthony Lynn – it's basically my QBs, QB camp, but for coaches. Uh, let's not let's not go on. Let's go on to our next matchup here, which is a game that I'm. Well, I, didn't even, I didn't even talk about the Cardinals Lions. You guys were too busy talking about Matt Patricia and how he sucks. So um, I agree, though. I think the Cardinals. I don't think it's going to be. I think Cardinals are going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be close enough. Oh, it's going to be. Um, the Lions. As a, as a Lions fan, they don't just get blown out all too often. Like even against the Packers, they got up early, right? Everyone's like, yeah, go Lions, baby. And then they got destroyed. So that's what's going to happen. They're going to go up. They're going to maybe think, oh, hey, they're going to win this game. And then they're going to get destroyed. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be like a two-score game, though, I think. Um, I, I actually want to note here real quickly that uh, – I just want to note real quickly that uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he was asked about whether or what he saw from the Lions defense, and he said that nothing changed. So that just goes to show you that uh, if they do their homework and do the research a little bit with an improved Kyler Murray um, – it shouldn't be a tough task for the middle. Really doesn't take much research to beat Detroit's defense. I mean, I think <laughs> they are uh, an offense led by us three and score 25 points on them. So, but uh, Arizona's going to play. He has one of the best fourth quarter defensive play calls in Super Bowl history. So, put some respect on his name. I, okay. I, 
show some respect on, show, show some respect for the process all right sit up straight come on okay um we got, <laughs> next up we got raiders patriots raiders are probably the hottest team in the nfl everyone's hopping on the raiders bandwagon because of course they nearly beat the panthers in week one and then they kind of convincingly beat the saints on monday night football in the vegas opening uh chris was really happy about that because he picked them in our pick them last week um, I unfortunately did not have the balls to do it, so I, I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I wanted to pick them, but I apologize. And then we got the Patriots, um, who are one and one uh, after a, a good win against the Dolphins, and narrowly lost um, to the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. Another really great game. Um, but Chris, who you got? Are you still buy, living on that Raiders bandwagon, or are you uh, maybe thinking? Are you believing in Cam a little bit more? Oh man, uh, this is a really really tough game, and. As much as it was awesome picking the Raiders last week and getting an app, I think I deserve an extra win for that because that was a great call by me. Great work, Chris. I'm going to go with New England in this game. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm very excited to watch this one. This is why there's a lot of good matchups this week, and this is this is uh, no exception to that. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch, and I'm excited to see if the Raiders can get it done because I think they have a shot in this game, and this is this is kind of more of a, a really toss-up pick for me. 50-50, I kind of just went with my gut in the home team. Yeah, I would love to pick Vegas as well. And I don't know if you guys saw that video from their post-game locker room. John Gruen got the team hyped up. They're they're a very fun team to watch. And I do think it'll be a good game this week as well. And uh, but I do think New England has a better uh, roster overall. Um, we kind of know that Cam showed his hand at the goal line whenever they're in there. He's just going to run it in himself. Um, they did that almost every time. And so I don't expect anything to be different. Um, I do think it'll be a, a good game, though. And I'm going to go with New England. I'm not making the same mistake twice, so I'm going with the Raiders. <laughs> um, this means they're probably going to get destroyed by 21 points, most likely because I'm picking them now. So I apologize, Raiders fans. But um, I really thought – I really like what I saw. I thought Derek Carr finally looked like the guy that he almost won an MVP in 2017. A lot of people forget about that. Um, so I thought he looked really good. The defense, still a concern. They're still really young, and it does concern me uh, against the Patriots team that just put up 30 points against the Seahawks. Um, but I think the Raiders, I think they're going to run the ball effectively. They're going to chew some clock out, um, and they're going to win a game. Uh, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. A lot of great games to watch this week, but I think the Raiders are going to come win win narrowly by a narrow margin. Um, but next up, we have the Titans and the Vikings. The 2-0 Titans. Uh, kind of didn't really win convincingly kind of like the bears barely beat the uh the broncos in week one and then barely beat the gardner Minshew led jaguars in week two and then the vikings have looked awful uh, against the packers in week one getting blown out and then got blown out again by the colts in week two so um roman what do you think the titans are going to go three and oh or are the vikings going to uh end their two game losing streak I, I really can't fathom the Vikings going 0-3. I, I have to assume they'll make some adjustments. Kirk Cousins obviously has to play better, and I think he does. Um, and if they, if they don't win now, it's certainly not going to get any easier for them. They play Houston, which could be a toss-up for most teams, but obviously it'll probably be an even game since those teams, however they're performing so far. And then Houston, uh, Seattle after that. So I do think they need to win uh, this game. I, I, do, I do think they will, and what will probably be a close game. Great running backs in this game with Cook and Henry. Um, this is probably my last week of me kind of uh, going on them on that train. I know I picked them last week. That didn't obviously turn out that well. Um, but I still kind of have to believe in them for this one week. And then if it doesn't work out, then I'm, I'm off. Yeah, I mean, I'm not very optimistic about either one of these teams throughout the season. I don't think either one of them has looked that great. But I do think Kirk Cousins has played like absolute crap so far this year. So I'm going with Tennessee in this one, which I do think it's going to be a close game. And it's, it's a game I'm excited to watch. I think both of these teams have a lot to prove. 
So, uh, but I'm gonna go Tennessee in a close in a close one. Yeah, you mentioned it there, Roman. I mean, you keep picking the Vikings here, and I keep picking against the Vikings, and it's working out for me so far. So I'm just gonna double, <laughs> yeah. triple down in that basket. Um, I think uh, I think Derrick Henry, who hasn't looked that great so far, I think he could have a he could have a good game. I think Ryan Tannehill has looked really really good so far um, in their first two games. I think he could torch this weak Minnesota defense. I think Tennessee's defense is gonna do enough, like you said, Chris. Vikings offense has not looked good. They kind of put up some points late to make it th things look respectable, but for the most part, even Dalvin Cook hasn't looked great. So um, I think Tennessee is going to win relatively comfortably here, I, but it could be a close game. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, next up, uh, we got the Niners and the Giants. Niners are one and one, but they have a bunch of rash injuries that we talked about earlier. Um, but that was did not did not uh, hinder their efforts in destroying the Jets in Week Two. Uh, the Giants are zero and two. Of course, lost Saquon Barkley. Um, but narrowly lost to both the Steelers in week one. And then the uh, – who did they lose to this week? I completely bl – I'm blanking. Oh, the Steelers. The Steelers in week two. Um, so it's it's going to be okay um, for the Giants maybe, but I don't know. Roman, what do you think? Yeah, it's not going to be easier for New York. I do think uh, San Francisco wins this game. Um, we kind of talked about last week how if San Francisco didn't win this game by a, a wide margin, then I would be somewhat concerned. And obviously the injuries are the injuries are concerning themselves. Um, I do think it'll be a a, a walk in the park for uh, San Francisco and uh, the Giants can probably put up a fight. But obviously we haven't seen what their running back room looks like with Freeman on the field. Who knows if he'll be at a hundred percent? Even he'll probably be rusty. Even um, so, San Francisco should win this game. Yeah, I know I put it in there a little early. I actually do think this is going to be kind of a close game because, I, I mean, San Fran probably most likely with Nick Mullins at starters. So many injuries were across the board. I, I don't even know if George Kittle is going to play in this game either. They may just keep him out for precautionary reasons with the stupid turf at MetLife. But uh, I believe San Fran will win this game. I think it's, this is one of the least exciting games of the league for me. I don't really care about this game. Yeah, neither do I. And it was Chicago. That was a team I couldn't. For some reason, I was like, "Who did they play last week?" It was Chicago, um, and they almost beat them. But that's Mitch Trubisky. Maybe the is the difference between Mitch Trubisky and Nick Mullins really that much? I don't know. But I think San Francisco is going to win. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Daniel Jones is going to keep him in it. Wouldn't surprise me. He maybe has a as a decent game against this week now week Niners defense. Um, but I think San Francisco narrowly wins. But like you said, Chris, of all the matchups, this is the one I'm maybe the least excited for. Um, it headed into this week. So next up, we got two 0-2 winless teams. The Bengals, um, of course, we mentioned it before when we were talking about Anthony Lynn, narrowly lost um, to the Chargers in week one, and then again, narrowly lost to the Browns in week two. The Eagles, on the other hand, blew a lead to Washington in week one and then got absolutely destroyed by the Rams in week two. So, uh, Chris, who do you think uh, finally gets their first win of the season here in week three, the Bengals or Eagles? Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this game because I think both these teams – I mean, Philly definitely has a lot to prove in this game. I think they come out and have a pretty good game and win, get the job done against Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's defense is horrible, but I'm very excited to watch Joe Burrow. First first overall pick from this year, taking out uh, what second overall pick from, what, three or four years ago in Carson Wentz, who has looked absolutely atrocious to start this year. But I think he get he writes the ship a little bit this week. I think he has a decent fantasy week, and also they, they perform – at a, I mean, it's not super optimistic because it's still Cincinnati, but I think they, they get to one and two. They show some life this year. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a complete get-right game for Philadelphia and Carson Wentz, who desperately need to win um, to stay in that division uh, race. And I, I wish someone, one of us would have picked Cincinnati. I don't know where you're going to go with it, Drew, but I do think it'll be a, a close game as well. I do like Joe Burrow. I think he can probably pick apart this uh, tattered defense, I guess. But I'm going to go with Philadelphia. 
And uh, I do think Miles Sanders will have a, a bounce back game. He had a good uh, debut of the season last week. And I do think he goes off again this week. Oh, and there it is. Yeah, I'm picking Cincinnati. I tell you what, I, like Joe, I would run. I would run through a wall for Joe Burrow. I I, I say that because after the post game against Cleveland, he's like, I hate losing. I'm not here to lose. I've never lost in my life. I have a winning mentality. I'm here to win. And I was just like, man, this guy is crazy. He wants to win at all costs. And I think, I mean, I think Cincinnati is better than Washington. And Philadelphia lost to Washington. And I know you can't just do that. But, I mean, I think Cincinnati, they could easily, just as easily as the Bears could be 0-2, the Cincinnati could easily be 2-0. I mean, I didn't think Agreed. their defense did not look good against Cleveland, but their offense I thought looked pretty good. Um, I think they're able, going to be able to score. Um, and I think it's going to be a really close game, I think. And I think Burrow's, Burrow, I don't know. I just like his mentality. I don't think he's going to let this team go down 0-3. And, and on the other hand, I think Carson Wentz, I don't know. Don't love what I see from him, and I think maybe he has another rough game. But uh, next up, we got the 0-2 Texans. I know Roman was super high on the Texans going into this year, but um, you can't really blame Houston for being 0-2. They had to play Baltimore and Kansas City. That's a tough task for anybody. Um, but they got blown out both games, did not look good at all on either side of the ball. Um, serious question marks surrounding Deshaun Watson at the moment. Um, so maybe it's a get-right game for them, but their get-right game comes against the Steelers, who are 2-0. Uh, took care of the Giants and Broncos in their first two weeks. Their defense looks really good. Their offense looks better with Roethlisberger back. Um, so, Chris, I know Roman went back-to-back -back time, so Chris, you're going to go back-to-back -back here to start us off. Who you got, Texans or Steelers? Yeah, I'm going with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. I think Houston is not good, uh, I believe. I know they're a tough stretch of games. They have not showed absolutely anything. And, I mean, not even Deshaun Watson, I mean, he really hasn't looked the part of – the guy they just paid $40 million a year. So I think this is another game that Pittsburgh wins pretty handily, maybe maybe a little closer than the other two uh, for Houston so far. But I, I see garbage time touchdown for Watson to make it a little closer than it actually is. I think Pittsburgh wins easily. Yeah, it's certainly not very uh, helpful for the, the Texans having their first two games against uh, Super Bowl contenders. And obviously this matchup isn't great as well, but like you kind of said, I had Houston as my division winner. And I kind of have to put my money where my mouth is at this point. Oh, um, God. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Houston, and I think it'll be close. Um, Pittsburgh didn't uh, really – Pittsburgh um, let Denver come back in this in the game last week. It kept it close as well, uh, especially with Jeff Driscoll as the quarterback. So, uh, obviously, Houston is a better quarterback, a better um, line, I guess you could say. Um, but at this point, I need to start picking Houston just to show that I still think they can win. Well, that's very similar to the Bears. I think they need to keep starting Mitchell Trubisky, even though he's proven that he sucks. So I'm going to go with the Steelers here. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm kind of in between you guys. I don't think – obviously, I don't think the Texans are going to win this game, but I also think it's going to be a blowout because, um, like you said, Roman, the Steelers, um, they haven't – like they haven't – they didn't dominate the Giants. They look good, but they didn't dominate the Giants. They didn't dominate um, – the Broncos, even though they were undermanned, had a bunch of injuries. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Texans are come out hungry because everyone's writing them off. But I think ultimately the Steelers are going to find a way to win because their defense is really good and their offense, I think, is going to show some improvement. But uh, next up, we got maybe the worst team in the league, the Jets, who are 0-2. Um, they just they just aren't a good football team. Playing simple, lost to the Niners, lost to the uh, Bills to open up their season. And then the Colts are 1-1, overcame the disappointing loss to the Jaguars in Week 1 with a convincing, dominating win over the Vikings in Week 2. Chris is already putting the Colts on the board before I'm even done doing the intro. So is Roman. So I'm just going to follow along here. If anybody has anything to add, please chime in. And I'm going, I'm doubling down the Steelers, actually. I didn't. I couldn't even copy down my thing. Um, 
I have nothing to add. They're going to blow them out. This is even more boring game than the Giants and Niners. Especially for a team like Indianapolis, who still hasn't like dominated themselves. But I do think in this game, it'll be just it'll be all one sided for sure. Yeah, I th- I, if any of us picks the Jets to win any game this year, I'm going to be thoroughly surprised. So let's jump into our next game. Uh, Panthers, Chargers, a little bit more interesting of a matchup for sure. You have the Panthers who are 0-2 without Christian McCaffrey, of course. Um, they lost to the Raiders and the Buccaneers. They kind of made things a little interesting against the Buccaneers after getting down by a lot early in Week 2. And then the Chargers um, are also 0-2. Because, or no, I'm sorry, they're 1-1. and uh, They won narrowly against the Bengals probably should have lost that game, but then they probably should have beat the chiefs. They outplayed them for much of that game, but lost um, in overtime and probably maybe the second best game of last week behind the Falcons Cowboys. That was a really entertaining matchup, but um, let's start with you Roman because Chris started also off with the Colts. Uh, You got here Panthers or chargers. Yeah, I I expect Herbert to play and I do think he'll have another good game. Obviously Carolina is down the best uh, running back and best asset on the team. And McCaffrey, uh, I I hope DJ Moore kind of bounces back. He's been having a, a iffy couple of weeks. Um, it could I don't know I don't know if it'll be a uh, a shootout in uh, per se, but I do think um, the Chargers will get it done. Hopefully Herbert plays. I do expect him to play out the full game. Um, Chargers for me. Yeah, this is uh honestly I think I would actually take the Panthers if. Uh, CMC was playing, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. And what I do, I, a game I am pretty excited for, but I think the Chargers defense is good enough to get the job done. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah, I think if McCaffrey played, it make things a little bit more interesting because I think that Carolina offense would be a lot better against the good Chargers defense. Um, but that Carolina defense is not good at all. Chargers going to be able to score their points, and I think they're going to come up with the victory. Uh, next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Denver Broncos. Um, the Buccaneers are 1-1 following the disappointment loss of the Saints in Week 1 with a convincing win over the Panthers in Week 2. Um, and then the Broncos are currently 0-2 with a huge rash of injuries. They somehow lost that game to the Titans in Week 1, and then when all their injuries hit, they lost to Pittsburgh there in Week 2. So, uh, Chris, how you start us off here? Do you have the Buccaneers winning or the Broncos winning? And I have gone, I would say I've gone mostly chalk. I mean, Buffalo is kind of, Buffalo, LA is kind of a toss-up. New England, Las Vegas, kind of a toss-up. But I've gone pretty chalk today. I'm going with the Broncos. I think they're going to get the job done. This is my upset of the week. I think Tom Brady has looked absolutely atrocious so far. And what logically doesn't really make sense to pick the Denver Broncos, basically in any sort of way, I'm going to go with that. Sneak out a victory in this one, and I don't even like to pick that much, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Why not? I I got the lead. I made a nice pick last week. I'm gonna try to double down. Yeah, you're you're very right. This isn't a logical pick at all. I do think uh, Denver win or uh, Tampa Bay wins this game. Uh, they kind of looked more themselves last week versus Carolina, but that being said, it was Carolina. But I hope uh, Tampa, uh Brady gets his weapons involved again. I hope they have Godwin back this week, and Evans had a great game last week as well. Uh, I think it continues for sure. And even they got Fournette in the mix as well. So that was good to see. Jeez. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. This is not a logical pick at all. I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. I don't think the Broncos are going to get blown out because, like you said, Tom Brady hasn't looked great. Um, but I think uh, God, Chris Godwin should be back. I think it could be a big game for Tampa Bay against the undermanned Broncos. Uh, but next up we got maybe the game of the week, if not the game of the week, one of the games of the week. These last three games are just absolutely just awesome. Um, yeah, so we got, we got Cowboys, Seahawks. The Cowboys are one and one 
Finally disappointing loss to the Rams. They had the immaculate onside kick recovery comeback against the uh, Falcons, which was insane. Uh, and then the Seahawks are currently 2-0 uh, with a narrow victory, narrow victory over the Patriots in week two, following their convincing win against the Falcons in week one. So uh, I think it's, yeah, because Chris picked the Broncos. Roman, who you got here, Cowboys or Seahawks? I've, I haven't picked uh, Dallas at all this season. And uh, I kind of said earlier, but last week they definitely should have lost that game. They definitely got lucky um, because they were playing the Falcons, who is notorious for blowing leads besides the Lions, of course. Um, but obviously Wilson's going to continue his MVP uh, campaign. I have Seattle winning this game. And, uh, you know, I uh, I think I'm going to go with Dallas in this one. I, I think, uh, you know, this is they, they got the narrow win. You're, you're 100% right on that. But, oh, my God. <laughs> I messed up. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of uh, like I think they got the narrow win, but I think this is a big momentum booster for them because they could have gone into this game zero and two. I would have easily picked Seattle. But the fact that they're one and one, I think Dak played I, as well. He didn't throw for many touchdowns. He had the three rushing touchdowns. I think he played really well in the comeback victory. I think that Seattle's defense is kind of crappy as well, and I think. This is going to be a really fun game to watch and a really, really good game. It's tough to pick against Ross in this one with the way he's been playing. But I think Dallas wins an absolute shootout, and I'm very excited to watch this game. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout, but I just can't – I can't bet against Russ right now. I mean, he, he I think he's currently the favorite to win MVP if you look at Vegas odds. Um, I just can't bet against him. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout, though, um, and really, really entertaining game. Um, on Sunday, but then we have another big entertaining game on Sunday. That's the Packers versus the Saints. The Packers are two and zero. The Aaron Rodgers revenge tour continued with a dominating victory of the Lions in Week Two, um, and then the Saints um, collapsed there. Kind of, they got up pretty convincing or uh, comfortably early on against the Raiders on Monday night, but then kind of choked down the stretch. Drew Brees looked awful, and they fell to one and one after the big win against Tampa Bay in Week One. So. Um, Roman, how you start us off here? Who you got here? Packers or Saints? I I actually had my mind made up about this game even before the Saints uh, Monday night matchup. I I kind of knew uh, who I thought would win this game, and I do think it's going to be Green Bay. Um, so dominant, they're looking like a Super Bowl contender. Probably going to compete in the playoffs, make it to the NFC Championship once again. Um, we we were all down on them going into the season because they didn't have the weapons. They didn't bring a wide receiver. We didn't know what Love was going to do. But obviously, Rodgers has uh, something to say about that, and they're going to win this game. And and will will be another disappointing loss for the Saints. Yeah, um, with the way Drew Brees has looked so far this year, there's no way I can pick against the Packers in this one. I think Drew Brees looks like actually looks like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL to start through two weeks. He for sure does. He looks absolutely atrocious, and no MT means this offense is probably going to struggle. Give me the Packers. Yeah, I agree. Um, if Michael Thomas is playing, um, that'd make things a little more interesting, but um, he's most likely not going to play. So uh, it's it's not looking great. Drew Brees looks awful. It wouldn't surprise me if Jameis Winston starts playing here relatively soon if Drew Brees doesn't improve in a hurry. Um, so final matchup, though, of uh, this week is the Chiefs and the Ravens, arguably the two best teams in the entire NFL at the moment. Uh, they're both 2-0. Baltimore's been a little more convincing in their victories over both Cleveland and Houston. Kansas City was relatively convincing against Houston, but then almost should have lost, honestly, against Los Angeles um, in week two. But uh, Chris, how would you start us off here? Do you have the Chiefs or the Ravens? 
it's weird that I uh, I think this is more of a get right game for the Chiefs Chiefs than it is uh, like more of them. They're they're two and zero. They really haven't been that convincing about it. So I'm I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this one in a game that I think they uh, they win. It's it's gonna be this might be the game of the year to be honest. I mean, I, what the is going on? What just happened? Uh, yeah, that was whatever I just did was bad. But uh, um. Again, like I said, I think Kansas City has a a good chance to win this game. I think it's going to be a, a really close game, but uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough fight. And I think uh, Baltimore is that they they've struggled against Kansas City before, and I think they do it again. Yeah, I didn't think neither team lived up to their potentials uh, at the fullest last week. They both kind of had iffy games. Obviously, um, Kansas City was more in uh, at risk of a loss, and Baltimore was. They had that pretty handily versus Houston. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas City as well because once they're on, no one can stop them. And while I do think it'll be a really good game and Baltimore might step up their game as well, I do think the Chiefs are going to win this one. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm the only person picking the Ravens here. I think uh, I think Kansas City has not looked good in either of their games, I don't think. Even the Houston game, they won by two scores, but it wasn't super convincing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they, quite frankly, should have lost against Chargers, they did not play well. Um, and Mahomes, of course, did his Mahomes thing down the stretch and won. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I like the Ravens, and they look a lot better than the Chiefs at this moment in time. And I think they're going to come out. I think they're hungry because they uh, this was the AFC Championship game we should have got last year, and they're hungry to prove uh, that they, they deserve a spot there, and that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And I think they're going to get a, a win against the Chiefs. But those are our pickums um, for this week. Oh, we were talking about the record. Well, Chris is currently winning twenty four and eight. I'm twenty three yeah. nine, and Roman is twenty two and ten. Uh, but we'll jump yeah. into the fantasy picks now. Uh, I'm not sure who wants to start us off here. Chris uh, can start. Right. I'll go ahead and start us off this week. Uh, this is a guy that I'm really excited about this week. Uh, a wide receiver in in one of the one of the most exciting games of the week in the Dallas and Seattle game. I'm going to take DK Metcalf. I think he's going to have a big week. Uh, you could probably go with Lockett too. Uh, honestly, any receiver in this game is probably going to do well. But I, I really like Metcalf's chances to uh, score a touchdown or two. I think he's going to get a little more volume this week. He had four receptions for basically the same stat line, 90 yards and a touchdown each week, one and two. I think he has over 100 yards, over five receptions, gets another touchdown or two, and is a top 12 receiver this week. So I, I'm very excited about him. I, I like that. Yeah, it's a good pick. You can make look good, and I think he's going to play good again this week against the weak Dallas, Dallas defense. But, Roman, how are you jumping into your pick? Yeah, Chris, I thought you were going to go with your other wide receiver pick from the Thursday night game, but I'm going to go with uh, another dip from that Thursday night matchup as well. It's, it's Gardner Minshew for me. Um, my top streamer for quarterback this week, who I, I picked up actually to start this, uh, tonight. Um, obviously, a, a good matchup against Miami. and I, I knew we had the same person, uh, Drew. I, I knew that was going to happen again. <laughs> But uh, obviously, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of good fantasy options in this game and wide receivers and running backs, and then obviously Minshew. Uh, whether Chark plays or not, I do think they're going to distribute the ball quite a bit, and uh, obviously going to perform well in a win. Yeah, um, with Chark, uh, I would have gone with him had he not had the questionable tag on him. But I, I want to go with Metcalf just because he's a little bit safer. But yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with the pick. I know obviously Drew does as well. He's pretty ticked about it. But uh, Minshew should be in. The- uh, he should be uh, started in your fantasy league this week. I think he's going to have at least 20 points. Should throw for a couple touch- touchdowns. He's got uh, 30 yards rushing baseline as well. He, he's a very safe quarterback to play this week and should have a good week. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm angry because he was my pick and he was the first guy I was going to talk about. But at the same time, I'm happy because there were – I really just wanted to talk about Minshew because I think he's looked really, really good both in real life and in fantasy. But there, I have some other options that I kind of want to talk about as well. So in a weird way, I'm thankful he picked them, Roman. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, he has had over 20 points his both of his first two weeks, uh, and he's turned into QB 11. Um, I know he was sometimes on some – rosters already because he's just such a dynamic personality uh, but he was on the waivers there for a lot of people follow leagues as well so if you want to pick him up put him in your lineup as soon as you can um i'll jump into my this was my gonna be my second pick um but i'm scrambling here i'm tilting so uh, it's gonna be kenyan drake against the lions um my last week picks i picked emmanuel sanders who was the wide receiver 111 and michael gallup who was the wide receiver 63 because i thought i was being because i thought i was being cool and not going with the basic picks um, so I'm not doing that again. I'm gonna pick a more chalky, chalkier guy in Kenyon Drake, but he's uh, he's been called out on Twitter apparently because he hasn't gotten off to a great start. Um, he told people, "Hey, just drop, just drop me, so then you can bless somebody else." And I think uh, I think he starts the blessing this week against a Lions team who's getting up the 29th most points to running backs. Of course, gave up a ton of points there in Jones last week. I think Kenyon Drake has a really big game because I think he has looked good so far. He just hasn't found the end zone yet. Um, and I think uh, once he does, especially like last week, he didn't find the end zone. Um, and I think yeah. once he does, he's going to have a big week. And I think that's going to start right now. So I think he's a guy that you must start um, in all of your fancy lineups, but you're probably starting him already. Yeah. Um, Kenyon Drake was already going to be in the lineups, but this is a good shot of confidence to owners of him that have probably been very frustrated so far because he's been very disappointing. Has uh, had a couple tough matchups. I really like this matchup. He should hopefully do work. If he doesn't do work in this matchup, that's when I would start being concerned and try to trade. Yeah, but if he if he if he has a good week, no no worry, no need to panic there at all. Uh, just definitely, uh, this is a this is definitely a get right week for him as a, as a player in fantasy. So I, I expect him to be within the top twelve running back. If he's not, that's when I raise the red flags. Yeah, I agree. Chris, do you want to talk about your last week's picks as well before you get into your second pick? Um, yeah. So last week, I mean, uh, Jared Cook. Uh, also very disappointing. He had the touchdown early on, and I was very excited about that because it was more of a – I went with the Raiders, so I had a lot into that game. So I also went with Jared Cook. So there was a lot of reason for me to watch that game. But uh, Cook was very disappointing. did get in the end zone as well as Emmanuel Sanders, which I, I cannot believe how bad he was in the game. He, he had multiple drops, uh, looked bad, couldn't create separation. Yeah, Drew, that was – I honestly like the pick, but I, I that's rough, man. He very bad. But uh, Jonathan Taylor, I know it was kind of more of a chalk pick. It was just more of a confidence boost. He ended up being an RB1 on the week with 19 points, over 100 yards on the ground. So I, I think that was a successful pick. Wasn't a top five back like I so-called, so, so uh, vulgarously predicted that he would But, uh, you know, he was at least a, a running back one. So I think that was a successful pick. But my other pick uh, – it's a running back. It's this is a guy that isn't. This is more of a start if you need to guy. It's Jarek McKinnon for me in a very soft matchup this week against the Giants, who have not been able to stop anybody on the ground and through the air. Um, made David Montgomery look like a Hall of Fame running back last week. He looked absolutely incredible in that victory over them. Um, I think McKinnon is low key a, a good start this week. I think he's a, a good guy to throw in your flex. It's going to give you at least ten points, probably more than. I think he's going to end up finishing as RB two, but a guy you could throw in your flex. Uh, should see probably eight to ten carries. I know uh, uh, Jeff Wilson's going to get some work as well in the goal line, but McKinnon is also a great pass catcher as well. Should see five targets at least from Nick Mullins as well as they don't have any other weapons to throw through. If Kittle misses, that's furthermore reason to start McKinnon. If you can get him into your lineup without giving up, without taking out a really good, player, you should definitely do it. I think he's going to be solid this week. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, whoever whoever's starting in that backfield, you got right. you have to put them on exactly. Line it's, it's a good um, start. Last um, week, whatever the yeah, running back one there. Yeah, last week I had Mostert. Uh, obviously, you went with Ken and I had Mostert last week, who actually had a great output before he got hurt. So if you had him in your lineup, you probably would have been happy with it um, before he left the game. And then my other pick was Mike Evans, who um, had a great game, had a touchdown yeah. um, in the absence of Chris Godwin. So my um, second pick is kind of my tilt tilt one, not my not my most exciting one. It's Noah Fant for me. Um, mm-hmm. Last week, yeah, a touchdown. Um, like kind of in garbage time, but not really uh, from Jeff Driscoll. So that's a good connection that, that they're establishing already. Fant has had a touchdown in his first two games. I think that continues this week um, in a game that could be uh, scarce for points for Denver. But obviously, I think uh, Fant will produce whether he gets that touchdown or not because he does get the yardages and the completions. So um, yeah, with, I think it's with, a decent thing. With Sutton out, uh, Driscoll is probably going to be looking yeah. towards fan. They definitely showed a connection, a nice corner route for a touchdown last week, which was an excellent throw from Driscoll and an excellent route from Fent. He's a great tight end, and he's already established himself as one of the better tight ends in this league. Uh, I agree that I like him starting this week in a, in a game that Denver is going to win. <laughs> I, I believe uh, – I think Fant has a touchdown in this game as well and continues this streak of, of touchdowns. And – I just really like him as a player. He's one of my favorite tight ends in the league, and he's very fun to watch. He's such a great vertical threat. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jerry Judy is also going to be really good there for Denver. Um, he's not my pick, but um, so I have to go with some backup options. Um, I really like Allen Robinson. I think he has a bounce back week. I think Chris Godwin against the same in the same game against the Broncos. He has a bounce back week. I think Josh Kelly also against a weak Panthers defense could also be a sneaky start. Um, but I'm ultimately going to go with um, C.D. Lamb. Uh, with the Cowboys against the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks are currently the worst team to, in terms of receivers and fantasy points. Um, they gave up a bunch of big games to the to the uh, to Julian Edelman, obviously last week for the Patriots. Nikhil Harry had a decent week, um, so I think I think Ceedee Lamb. He's kind of he is above Michael Gallup, I think, um, in terms of that receiving yeah, core. Um, Dak likes to find him. He had a really nice week. I think he had 17 points last week. Um, so I think he's a guy you can probably start your flex and probably get some decent wide receiver two, wide receiver one, maybe even wide receiver one if he finds the end zone a couple of times. I think it's definitely possible against that weak Seattle defense. So, um, yeah, I'm going with CeeDee Lamb. A little, little bit different, a little bit shaky, but uh, I don't know. I just like I like picking the underdogs. I, I don't want to go chalk all the time. Well, basically, Drew just listed his entire fantasy team, which he also listed Allen Robinson as a, as a guy that – go off this week but i actually don't i don't disagree with you i'm just kind of busting your um balls a little bit but uh cd i expect i agree i think he's a wide receiver too for this weekend and what's a, a matchup that i'm willing to start gallup too i'm willing to start every receiver that has hands in this game because i think this is going to be an absolute shootout um it only reinforces the fact that i picked dk Metcalf on the other side as well because dallas's past defense is horrendously bad too and they look they've looked Absolutely terrible in their two matchups as well, especially against Atlanta. My goodness, they allowed a lot of yards. So I think this is going to be like I said. If you have a if you have a guy that isn't named Tony Pollard or Carlos Hyde or maybe uh, the tight ends, possibly you need to absolutely get them into your lineup, including Gallup, who has been very disappointed. I would absolutely start him in this game. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of points to be had in this game, and uh, Drew's upgrading wide receivers on the Cowboys moving from Gallup to CD Lamb. So I hope that pays off for you. I like the hat. Me too. too. Me too. Thank you. I, I did not plan this because I, I, like I said, I was going to go with Minshew, but, um, and you said, Chris, I was just naming people off my fantasy team. You forgot. I also have Josh Kelly. So I didn't plan that. I, when I, oh, I, I do that, I just kind of go, 
I go through fantasy guys, and then after I put them in like my my doc, I realize, oh wait a minute, I have all of these guys on my team except Minshew. So no, it's it wasn't so my plan. What a coincidence! Yeah, I picked. I picked. It wasn't my plan. I can't even talk. I mean, at least at least I'm putting my money where my mouth is, right? I'm not telling you to start telling people to start these guys, and then I'm not even starting them myself. I am starting Lamb this week, so that's good. Got to give me some credit for that. Um, yes. Real quick, though, before we uh, before we sign off here, I just wanted to say um, I got an alert on my phone here that says um, there's a Twitter account currently rallying for Jets fans protest against Adam Gase and ownership at the team facility today at 1 p.m. So once this episode goes out, it already, it will already have happened. Um, but I think that's that's interesting. I wonder uh, the Jets are already. It's been two weeks and they're already uh, angry at the gates with their pitchforks, ready to get Adam Gase out of town. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I think it's it was just a given at some point. I think the Lions should follow suit. I'm not saying <laughs> a, a peaceful protest on uh, Matt Patricia's doorstep would not be a bad idea. You're, you're not going to see me in Allen Park with a pitchfork in practice facility, but uh, I just think <laughs> you might, you might Gase, see me. Gase is going to get fired for sure in the next couple of weeks, probably before Patricia would, but um, the Jets <laughs> are it's it's too far to help. It's just, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of the big franchises, too, in the NFL. So I, I really want them to be good. But this protest, I just saw it come up on my phone, and I just thought it was kind of funny that they're already they're already done after only two weeks. But of course, I think this is what Gase is. Is it only a second year there? It's only a second year there, isn't it? Man, it feels like he's been there for five years. So, yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But unless you guys have anything else... Um, that's it for this episode. Um, so thank you for thank you for watching. Again, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, find at Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and search us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to drop a comment below. Let us know your thoughts on um, all the injuries that happened, all of our picks, whether uh, the Denver are going to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which mm-hmm. I think is highly unlikely, but Chris tends to agree with. Um, or even if you, if uh, if you're high on the Ravens like me and nobody else is apparently for whatever reason, but be sure to drop a comment there down below. Let us know your thoughts on our, on our topics. Um, but yeah, we have a ton of other episodes up. NFL Weekly Pickums we'll do every week. Um, we're going to do NBA Finals episode here very, very soon. Uh, once hopefully it's the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat taking off for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.